justice, then you come to the right place. It's Canada Day this Canada. week. Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. We know the rest. We were singing it earlier, but we're not going to do that to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just want the officials who are listening to know we take our patriotism seriously. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Canada Day is this week. It's on Friday. Friday, yeah. Which means we have a holiday. A nice short week. That's always very exciting. I'm always concerned of the nice short, the, the short week. Why? That's more work for me over the weekend. How is it more work extra for you? day with those? Oh, because you have children. <laughs> no, no, no. I heard extra day of sleep. Like, honestly. So, Susanna invited me to go to the lake with her and her family on Friday. And I straight up said no. And I messaged him. I said, don't be mad at me or don't hate me. But I'm going to say no to this because I'm going to drink on Thursday night and then just sleep on Friday. And she didn't even get mad. She's like, can I come? <laughs> <laughs> Wanna come? I want to come. I want like literally I my plan for this week to I'm gonna go to the rum to shop come. get alcohol actually I'm not gonna go to the rum shop probably just gonna get chaser because I have rum and go get some chaser for my rum and just come home on Thursday and just start you're so full of shit oh we will see you are such a heavy drinker the okay so you like oh wait we'll we, find out we didn't tell them what we're talking about of course we didn't <laughs> <laughs> but we said it's canada day boom That's true, we didn't tell them it's canada day. oh so that should have told you that this week is a canadian themed episode and all we've got is canadian shit for you canadian shit what's the name of your case scarborough couple I think we all know what's happening here. It's stupid. Would you like some alcohol? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I wish I could drink today. My case is, is I don't have a, one name. So oh, I tried to do, I tried to do, shut up. I tried to do clueless criminals. But it oh, turns Canadian out clueless. the Canadian, oh, sorry, sorry. Canadian <laughs> clueless, exactly, the Canadian <laughs> clueless criminal cases are all so kind, they're not even fucking funny. They just all end with an apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? In one of the cases, a guy report himself to the police when <laughs> his, the person he stole from friended him on Facebook. <laughs> the person friend him on Facebook <laughs> and he felt so much pressure from this person now being his new Don't Facebook buy that friend. Shit. No, the Canadian he went and listen. he reported himself. <laughs> and when I went through the Canadian, I was like, my goodness, like I couldn't even find anything entertaining <laughs> except one. So what I have for you is a mini case, which is an actual case case. Mm-hmm. I named it the friend zone. And then I have one clueless criminal that I think is guaranteed to make you laughs Susanna today oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which we could all we all need it yes we're gonna need them and laugh. so I was gonna do I think people who are who are fans of crime podcasts are gonna be like how could you possibly do this without doing the case about the farmer in Alberta now I don't want to give away the case because you don't know what I'm talking about and, I don't and I I don't want to give it away and then you we, we can't do the case but I've been meaning to do this case forever all I can say is the horror movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on this guy. Why would you do this to me? Exactly. So when you told me you were doing this case this week, and that this, will be this week, no. this is the first time in ever Susanna has told me what she was doing, kind of upfront. Right? Yes, because it's too. It's too. And I was like, okay, 
if you're doing this case, then I'm not going to do no. that case. And so I chose to do something a little bit on the lighter side for today. So that's why I'm not doing that. Because I feel like people would be all in the emails and the comments like, you had the perfect opportunity for a Canadian episode and you didn't do that case. We could do it another time. Don't worry. But still, like two heavy Canadian cases. Because these people apologized. But when they fucked up, they fucked up. And all the Florida men are like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that. The fuck I would say do? that Canada is basically say hold my beer to everybody else when they're ready to actually like yeah. commit a crime. It's be like a hundred and ten percent. But back to what you were saying about the drinks. You are right. I am not a heavy drinker, but I don't need to drink to oblivion to have a good time. When I say I want to come home and drink, yeah, this okay. is a mellow but, situation. But, 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 uh, this is a mellow but situation. Talk, big talk, big talk. I'm going to drink. I am. I hold two drinks. I'm gonna be so relaxed <laughs> and I wanna pull up my hammock. I think I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Tomorrow I have the day off. I love to be in the hammock drinking and doing nothing. I just sit there, I let the sun beat on me. Such an old fucking I baby. eat, I, I have my one drink. I take a snack outside. Bonnie looks at me from inside because, you know, snack she doesn't do a, the heat. It's a, it's a half a chocolate bar that she started on Monday and now she's <laughs> finishing on Sunday. <laughs> yes, okay. I admit, I accept this. So Susanna's been calling me an old lady for the longest because I have a tendency to like save my snacks in my purse like an old lady. <laughs> so I'll like, she'll give me a chocolate. I'll eat half, I'll fold up the other half, and I put it away for when I want it. We're not talking about like a small chocolate, you know. We're talking about like a really a sizable chocolate here. It's a regular sized chocolate. That's a lot of candy. Psst. I have a dental appointment tomorrow as well, so I'm really trying to fuck up my teeth. I'll do extra good at my flossing tonight because, you know, don't you feel like you're being graded, like you're being judged when you go to the hygienist? It's like, you, have you been flossing? Like, yes, I have, I have flossing. Floss. I floss every day. But then she's like, oh, you could do better. Like, what What else? Um, for the people who are keeping up with the bunny of things, she's been doing good. I did think I, I thought I overdosed her today. Meanwhile, my bunny's like, <laughs> like she said cocaine. <laughs> this is what happens, right? It's just like, I forget when she gets her medicine. And even though I have an app for it, sometimes in the moment, I don't push the button to say, yes, she's gotten the medicine. So then I'm there like, shit, did you get it? She's not going to tell me. So this is, <laughs> this is me smelling her breath. I'm like in her face. Like, <laughs> I can't smell Poor her bunny. medicine. The things Bunny's that Bunny had to go through. <laughs> Bunny's confused. For the people who follow us on um, TikTok, Bunny got a step so she can go on the couch. But in true Bunny fashion, <laughs> she won't go on the step unless she's carried to the bottom step. Yeah. And then she will make her way up. So she needs to be she needs to be um carried. Oh um, y'all. I just showed Susanna this thing that's trending on TikTok. <laughs> Alana, Alana. <laughs> so Susanna says, Tell me what's the latest on TikTok. <laughs> there is this drama afoot on TikTok where this guy went to Walmart and overheard these two girls talking shit about another girl named Alana. <laughs> and then say how the girl do them dirty, sleep with somebody, man, send no do better. Alana do better. Do better because she spent a, she started a rumor about They're Kendra where she yeast infection. And then Alana replied on TikTok. Alana cute. Alana, Alana cute. is cute. Alana is cute. And, and somebody in the comments say, I just know you look better than the other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, she, and she finishes the whole thing. I never put together mm -hmm. when you said, oh, Susanna has the Timberland boots. Yeah. 
and then she's like ready to kick some ass. I told you, titties are a whole thing. I never. I just find them comfortable. Really? Mm-hmm. You like Tim so much? Uh-huh. I don't own a single Tim's. I find them very comfortable. It is your right to own as many Tim's as you want. I, I find them comfortable, but you, you know I'm like, I have a problem with slippery shoes. Yeah, sure. So traction is a thing uh, yeah, that I yeah, love maybe, she, maybe we should get Tim's for Vanessa. Mm-hmm. <gasps> wow, yes. So I was about to say just now, I was like, you have the right to have as many Timberlands as you want. You do I, not have the right to get an abortion in the U.S. if you want. Yeah. That's basically where we are in life right no, now. I, and for I, the people who are in the States, like, I have no idea. Like, I really want to know what does it feel like to be moving backwards? Like, it does it feel strange? It must feel weird to go back in time. Most people want to go to the future. And you all seem to be just, like, regressing. It's what, not what the fuck and Canadians have to stop thinking oh that's happening over there this oh, is no. breathing on our neck no 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 like a, a girl made to a good point to not save my butt she said um, when the Americans do something it's like Canada is cc'd in the email mm-hmm. that's how she put it she was like you know how you have something going on at work you want to let this other people know about like hey we're What's doing happening? this mm-hmm. in case you're interested uh-huh. so they cc you in the email yeah He's, she's like, anytime the Americans do something, it's like Canada's been cc'd in the email. And they're super conservative Canadians who are probably there celebrating. Oh, as we're saying that, Alana, our Irish friend who cooks. Alana, uh, Alana, I love you, baby. Send us. Alana, you need to come and visit us. She sent us a message. Maybe Alana can drink more than two drinks. She probably could. Um, <laughs> she oh. sent this video. So the video... Um, is a Republican named Mary Miller, mm-hmm. and she was talking about victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. White life, the victory for President white Trump life. On behalf of right, it's a victory for white lives in the Supreme Court yesterday. So she messaged us, it actually sickening us. Like, listen, it's like we saw this nonsense, and then she said, My ex and wife live in. Boston, I guess her ex and his wife, or mm-hmm. her ex and her wife, I'm not sure, Alana's, you know. Mm-hmm. And they have set up a safe house. They will support anyone that needs help. I said, that's wonderful. I would tell you to send us the details, but then that's, that defeats the purpose, purpose of a purpose. safe house. And it's like, it's crazy because if you travel out of, if somebody knows that you're no. pregnant, and mm-hmm. then you travel out of the state to have your abortion, and you return, and they can prove that you have a negative pregnancy, you're facing persecution because... They need to be able to prove you had a miscarriage. And if they can't prove that you had a natural miscarriage, then you're going, you're going to face some sort of, uh, some sort of legal action. And as this black girl on TikTok was saying, she was like, what's going to happen is they're going to disproportionately jail the black and Hispanic or people of color over white people. We're not saying it's not a crime against all women. It absolutely is. But mm-hmm. what's going to happen is they're going to slap the white woman with the fines and the community service and the, you know, probations. But black people and Spanish people or Hispanic people, they're going to jail. Yeah. They're gone. They're going to jail. Mm-hmm. They're going to jail 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. In some cases, you can go for life, depending upon the state that you're in and whatever fucked up law that and they not, come up with. We were saying not everybody has the money yeah. to go and be like, I'm just going to go to another state or another country to get an abortion. Oh, this is so nice, though. A fellow podcast added us on Instagram and sent us a thing to their episode. So they have an episode out. So they're called 
<laughs> Stupid bitches say what? <laughs> <laughs> I and, love um, it. Woo! Yeah, and they're they're in Australia. Like the the name of their podcast. Stupid bitches say what? <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt the you with that. Stupid bitches say what? <laughs> me. We should listen to that. You know what? We should before you leave. We'll just put it on for a second mm-hmm. and just give it a listen mm-hmm. so we can see, and then we could continue listening separately tomorrow. But yeah, just um. It's it's heavy to I know we just stop for a second to mention those people in the other podcasts. It's nice to have a little community, but like in general, I think people feel that this is a American issue, and I don't think people realize Mm-mm. how fucking fast this is a global could be a global yeah. issue. Like if you feel it have conservative white men who think they can control women's bodies only in the states, you are fucking confused. Again. Not only it's just like Canadians are pictured everywhere as these docile. Sorry, 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 sorry. And they're, they're not. They're mm. to a degree. Like we know from living here, it's just like perfect. so much. It's so much down there. Do you know that? It, it's not that they're not oh, it's that like like you have somebody who's like horrible and then you put somebody not so bad next to them they but look like better at least at least she didn't kill her yeah you know like yeah 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 like you took somebody who just like mm-hmm, killed slaughter the family of 10 but you put them next to somebody who like maybe just drove three, over three people like okay well at least the other seven <laughs> are alive yeah yeah i get it case in point like the shootings happening there back to back to back to back two seconds later here People walking around with guns are close to the. Not even that, like close just to the school. Just last week, Fuck. just last week, a guy set a girl on fire at Kipling Station. At the station, and and to this moment, I am not sure if this was a not. Like I told Susanna when I mentioned it to her, it would almost make me feel better. And this is incredibly selfish, I know, but it'll make me feel better to know it was a targeted situation Mm -hmm. like it's still horrible the girl was set on fire she died she did not survive like it's a crime it's horrible but like in terms of public comfort they thought that somebody could just randomly fucking choose you out of everybody like you are going about your life maybe you're on your phone you're listening to music you're just on the bus you're you're trying to make a life and then somebody douses you with something and sets you on fire unprovoked that's fucking crazy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then that's the world that we're living in right now yeah. Even with the Roe versus Wade, at the end of the day, the one consistent theme is that this has never been about rights. And it has always been about power. It has never, ever, ever, and ever of efforts been about your rights, my rights, their rights, we rights. It's never been about that. It has always been about power. It has always been a grab for keeping poor people poor keeping them in bad economic circumstances keeping them so busy with trying to keep up yeah. with their day-to-day mm-hmm. that they are not able to take a breath to see the full scope of the fuckery that you're doing to them mm-hmm. because while they're focused on having three jobs so that they can exist you're over there spending their money waging wars supporting wars mm-hmm. trafficking mm-hmm. women and children just mm-hmm. fucking up lives mm-hmm. and we just are here like oh yes this government is good because they're giving us $14 minimum wage or $15 minimum wage like that extra dollar has really changed our lives when in reality it didn't change our fucking life it will never change your life because Mm -hmm. inflation is still happening right next to you Mm -hmm. and your $15 will never fucking catch up and they know it so it has never all of it everywhere has never been about the rights if it was about your rights 
we wouldn't be here having the same mother gun conversation. Take us into the case. It's so frustrating. Oh, no. And you're frustrated and we haven't started the case. I Listen. <laughs> I am going to lay it out out there because Paul Bernardo is everywhere. The only person living on the fucking rock that didn't know about this motherfucker was me. All right. Tell us about Paul Bernardo. Okay. For your right Canadian on this case. Right. Do you know when I start cases and I'm overwhelmed because I ha didn't find anything? You found too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. I have followed three new podcasts on Spotify. There is another one, the 60 Minutes. I heard that too. <laughs> uh, there is an, uh, that's, that's on YouTube. The, then I went in here and I found another people. And then I went and I found another people mm -hmm. in Spanish. The cunt of cunts. The council cunts? The cunts of cunts. Oh, cunt of cunts. Yes. I thought you said council cunts. No. And I was like, who in the council piss you off? Okay. <laughs> who in the council? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Marlene Ber and Kenneth Bernardo married in 1960. <laughs> they had a boy and a girl. Like his father, Kenneth Bernardo was abusive. Marlene, after having the two kids, she decided to reconnect with an ex-boyfriend of her. So how you would have said that sentence is rekindle her romance with her ex-boyfriend. But if she just cheated, I was trying to be fancy. Oh, uh, yeah, same. Rekindle her romance. Or but rekindle reconnect. is like a full-on dating and shit situation. Okay, so, so you think reconnect is fucking and rekindle is romance. Yes. Okay. Because it's fancy. <laughs> sure. Okay. There's texting, flowers, <laughs> let go, ah. give me that hoo-ha. <laughs> Okay, so she goes and take the boyfriend, chaka chaka la wuchaka. Mm. Boom. She got pregnant with Paul. She got pregnant with Paul. Well, shit. Kenneth discovers this, oh. and Kenneth said, don't worry, we're still married, we're still here. Mm. And they continue to be married. That's how Paul becomes Bernardo, because Kenneth said, okay, we're... So the other guy didn't know that he had a child? I don't know. Damn. Imagine you find out later that your son is a serial killer. First you find out you didn't have a son. When you find out you had a son, it was from the news. And they were telling you, he's also a serial killer. Mm -hmm. That's fucking wild. So Marlene and Kenneth continued their relationship, their marriage, whatever. One day, Marlene discovered that Kenneth sodomized their older daughter. She didn't divorce him. She just got depressed. What the fuck? She moved into the basement. Why did she get depressed? Not only the fact that this guy was a, a rapist to his own daughter, he was charged for another case as well. She wasn't the one who was assaulted. It was her daughter and this other child. Yes. So instead of getting depressed, why the fuck didn't she leave Kenneth? Because that's when they discovered that Marlene has been abused by her grandfather. I just want to put out there, if you are a rapist or a pedophile, don't fucking do it because you know what you're doing? You're psychologically fucking up people. Why are you doing this? Where's that elephant that killed that lady? What elephant would kill you? <laughs> There's an elephant. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the we have to stop. I have to tell you this. A woman in, I want to say India, I don't know if it's Africa, it's probably Africa, listen, don't come for me, but a woman was working with these poachers to kill or take away a baby elephant from its mother. Kill her. This is what happened. The elephant kill her. trampled her yes. and killed her. Yes. Wait. The elephant went to her funeral, kicked her out of the coffin, like threw her up in the air. Stomp, stomp, stomp on her body. 
called her friends to come see and then, and then left. Yeah. So the elephant not only killed her, went to her funeral and fucked her up again and traveled miles. To get to the funeral, you know, apparently elephants hold grudges. So now on oh, no shit. Now on TikTok, they have a bunch of videos of the elephant being interviewed by Oprah. Anyway, where's the elephant? get a peanut. The elephant get a peanut. Where is that elephant? To come fuck up all you people. My gosh. Fuck. Go ahead. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but I I didn't realize you didn't know about the elephant. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, I live under a rock and now I'm yeah, coming out with Pope Bernard. The elephant killed the woman and then went to her fucking room and fucked her up again. <laughs> and you know what? I know this woman has family and stuff out there, but... No, if she, she did nasty. If she no. really did try to poach that elephant's baby, then... The elephant yeah. is not wrong. The elephant is not wrong. How dare you? You think you could just walk in somebody else and take the child and they wouldn't come and fuck you up? Continue. So the mother is there depressed. And then the two oldest kids, the Bernardo kids, they took it the hardest. But Paul Bernardo was unbothered about the situation. It's not like they kept it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they knew this guy did this to his sister and he's in jail yeah okay so one time teenage paul bernardo gets into a fight with the mom and she gets pissed during her rant she confessed to paul that kenneth is not his father and that tipped paul off anyway so paul Mm. The con that he's, he went to college and he started working as a sales rep. So being a sales rep, they have that personalities like he's, he's very social, like he talks mm-hmm. a lot. He's very, mm-hmm. he's very good at communicating mm-hmm. and why not? And in, in his friends, they never saw something off mm-hmm. now. The thing is that the women that he dated, all of them would end up their relationship because he was sexually aggressive. There was no abuse. Is that considered abuse? It, we can't say that's going to be situational. Like, I mean, it, I, I remember seeing this meme where it was like, right now your mother praying for you and you asking your man to choke you. Exactly. It's just for what one woman would consider everybody's different like one woman would be like yeah choke me till i pass out another one would be like no i don't really like your hands around no, my neck as long as it's consensual point is that these ladies that he dated they end up their relationship because you know he was sexually aggressive mm-hmm. in october 1987 paul bernardo met Carla Homolka. Thing is that he was six years older than her. Paul Bernardo was 23. <laughs> and Carla Homolka was still in high school. Yeah. Okay. They met and right away they clicked. And according to the podcast sources, they were having sex within the hour. Very well from the beginning, he knew that she would do pretty much anything to please his sexual behavior. To the point of encouraging the behavior. I'm guessing at this point, it's only the two of them. Mm-hmm. 
trying out shit. But Paul was fixated on the fact that Carla was not a virgin. So Carla thought, well, I owe him. So when Paul became distant. So like the more that she let him do, he got more distant. No, no, no. Like he already tried the things that he wanted to try with her. Mm -hmm. So she felt that she was losing him. What's the best thing to do? Carla, motherfucker piece of shit. Carla, at this point, she's working at a vet Mm -hmm. clinic. So imagine this, you're at work and you said to your coworker, come, let's have some drinks at home. Okay. Then you get so, so drunk that you don't remember, you pass out, you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh shit, I really got shit face. This lady was never identified. Mm Turns out that Jane Doe was drugged by Carla. Carla used some of the sedative they use in animals when they put them under to do any procedure. She put it on the alcohol and then that was her gift to Paul. So Paul taped all this. Well, Carla was taping the rape and then Paul asked Carla to go ahead and do it. So they took turns. So did she feel when she got up that something had happened? Or did was the first time she found out something happened when all of this came out? She found out when, when everything wow. came out. Wow. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. This happened more than once. Mm-hmm. The second or third time that happened, Carla tried to be more... You know, like, how about we do a threesome? And she tried to be pushy to get her to do it consciously, I guess. Yeah, she did want the other person to actively participate. Yes. Instead of, like, them being unconscious. Yes. I get it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyways, this wasn't enough for this man. And for her. Carla was focused on giving Paul Bernardo the virgin that he wanted. And Paul, now it's good friends with Carla's family. He will sleep over at the family house. And what Carla did was to take off the curtains of the room of her sister, Tammy. So he will go and pick when she was getting changed and see if that will be a potential virgin. And on December 23rd, the two family had a Christmas Mm dinner-ish and he stayed over at the Homolka family. So everybody went to sleep and they stay drinking. Carla pulled out her sedative onto her sister Tammy, Egna. When she went unconscious, Mm -hmm. they took her into the basement and they started raping her. Again, filmed. Both of them took turns and this time she not only put it on the drink, she put it on a cloth and cover her face with it. She put so much that her face burned. Oh my God. And she has big burns. Listen, the amount of of explicit content there is, it's unbelievable. During the encounter, Tammy started getting sick and she started vomiting and she started choking in her own vomit. These two wrap up everything and try to just, you know, call 911. But they left her choking. Mm. Well, they covered all the shit. When 911 came in, because they did came in, they declared her dead when she went into the hospital. Nobody questioned, you know, no, no fucking body questioned the marks. They just thought she overdrank. I mean, I know that she had marks, but I mean, people drink, they fall, they drink, they do crazy stuff. Maybe they told him, so they told the health people something. You never know. Anyways they're gone they get married on niagara on the lake oh jesus christ 
For the people who are not from Canada, Niagara on the Lake is such a such cute friggin' spot. Please. Like if you enjoy if if like you think oh let's go to Canada, let's see Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is not great. Mm-mm. It's touristy. You after you see the falls which are majestic, you turn around and what's behind you is just like a tourism nightmare. Yeah. It's just tourist, tourist, tourist stuff. If you wanna go somewhere really cute, go to Niagara on the Lake. It's a nice little town, very quaint, really chill, very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they got married there. Yeah. So in June 15, 1991, these people got married in spring 1991. Okay. So this is just right after. Yeah. Paul Bernardo was driving through Burlington. Mm-hmm. Leslie Mahaffey has just missed her car few. But she was coming from a funeral, which is so stupid. She had just, a curfew? She had a car few. A car a curfew, right? Curfew, curfew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just want to make sure. I was like, what? What is a car feud? I was like, I thought something happened with her car. I'm like, okay, something happened to her car. It's a curfew. Okay. <laughs> you know, last week I edited your whole episode and it wasn't until the end I realized it's Aaron you were trying to say. You kept saying Arun. Yeah. His name is Arun? Aaron. It's Aaron. I know that. I was like, this whole time this is Aaron. And you have me Arun. replying to you going, so what happened with Arun? It's not Arun. <laughs> it's Arun. My name is Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay, so she missed her curfew, and the mom locked her the door. So she goes around. It's probably not the first time she missed her curfew. Cause I, yes, 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 yeah. yes. And uh, motherfuckers, I'm, motherfuckers, be motherfuckers. And of course, how dare she close in the door? Yeah, because every time you close the door, it says, "Oh, there you get a bitch. Go and get raped." No, like no, 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 no I'm not blaming the mom. No, I'm no, just, no. But you see the comments, and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. like, how dare this woman? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't know. Like immediately, I was like, really, she do that? But now I'm thinking she probably it's she not her first before. time, and yeah. her mother probably warned her and said, "Hey, the next time you do this, I'm locking the door." And she was like, "Let me put my foot down to make a point." She, of course, she's not expecting her daughter no. to get killed. Anyway, so who does she see? Paul fucking Bernard. He was just in the back of her house, Lyman. Leslie asked this guy if he had any cigarettes. Paul Bernardo said, yes, let's go to the car. Let me pick up the cigarettes. When they get closer to the car, he push it in and then drive off. And where does he go? To their house, their marital house. And he goes to Carla and said, I have somebody here, but you're not allowed to come downstairs until I tell you. So he goes ahead and rape this woman, this girl, because I forgot to say, She's a 14-year-old. Now I feel extra mad about the door locking. She's 14. I'm not blaming the mom. I'm just saying I was like, 14, I'll be like, get your ass inside. I'm going to cut your ass inside. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Like that, that's just how I feel I would be. Uh, you know, like, you're like, fucking ass inside. Yeah, and I'll cut, you, I'll cut your ass inside. Where I can see you. Where I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I feel. It is also the 90s. Yeah, it's a different time. You don't think? Yeah, it's a different time, though. People were still keeping their doors unlocked and all sorts of shit that they don't do anymore. That they can't do anymore. <laughs> so Paul raped her, then asked Carla to come and rape her too. <laughs> they videotaped themselves. And at some point they said, I'm quoting, Paul said to Leslie, you're doing a good job, Leslie. A damn good job. The next two hours are going to determine what I do to you. Right now you're scoring perfect. End of quote. Of course, what they did was 
torture her and rape her for over almost 48 hours. Motherfuckers kill her, lock her in the basement. She dead. The very same day they were having a Father's Day dinner with their family members. So everybody was over when they have Leslie body in the basement. But how did they kill Leslie? They strangle her. Oh. So how did they get rid of the body? They chop it all off. Paul bought cement, mix the cement with the parts of Leslie body and dump it into Lake Gibson. I'm not going to the fucking lake. I am not going to the fucking lake. Do you not think it have body parts in all the lakes and kind of- Shut up! <laughs> no, they have fishies! That she was fine because a father and a son went fishing on a lake and they see a piece of cement. Oh, fine, did you you don't think much of it? And then you, they look close and they see a le a body part on April 16, 1992. They took another victim. Her name is Kristen French. This time both of them were hunting for a next girl. And they came into Scarborough for this one? They were they were driving through St. Catharines. He did a bunch of fuckery and I'm gonna give I'm gonna list them after I finish this, but mm -hmm. because Carla lives in St. Catherine, mm -hmm. he was driving back and forth. So he right? didn't just kill people in St. Catharines, he also hunted people. He Not hunted, that in, in Scarborough, he also hunted people in St. Catharines. He killed in St. Catherine hunt raped in scarborough so his murder place was st catherine's Saint but Catherine. his rape location was yeah. okay and he claims that yes i'm a rapist but you know i draw the line of killing and i i kill because of carla mm. carla was the one with the idea meanwhile they're 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 filming everything and everything so what so happened with this girl Kristen? So they went by the Catholic school. They found this girl, Kristen French, and Carla was holding a map and they asked her for directions. So Paul is driving, Carla is on the passenger yeah. uh, with the map. You would think, well, it's a couple. Let me just go in and help them. And people normally feel they, comforted with women. Uh, mm -hmm. They took her. What happened this time was that People saw them mm -hmm. and right away they called the police. They said, oh, there was this couple forcing a teenage girl into the car. This is one thing. I can see a little girl fighting to get into the car. I've done it with Karen and Emma. Like when they're like, they're bitches. They're just going, I don't want to go into the car. I don't want to sit. And then you're fighting and then you're putting it there. Mm -hmm. When you see a 15 year old doing that, mm -mm. A lot of people call the police. Her parents, right away, when she didn't reach home, like in less than 30 minutes, parents are calling and getting everybody, hey, 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 the, the, this girl didn't make it home. They're active mm -hmm. looking every fucking where. Mm -hmm. So when eyewitness identified, they called the police, they said that the car was an, a Camaro something, and turns out the make of the car was wrong. So the police was looking for the wrong, the wrong make of the car. Oh, shit. Of course, they took Kristen home. They rape her. They torture her. They filmed themselves 
whilst doing it. And since this is around Easter, they had another family dinner. Oh my gosh. With another body. Downstairs. Downstairs. In the basement. Like I said, Kristen's parents were active right away. Right away, they went on the news asking for the daughter to come. And you can imagine these fuckers at Easter dinner. The parents probably like, oh, did you hear another girl got taken? Wow, yeah. And they probably so like, horrible. wow, it's so horrible. Like, you could believe this happening in our town. Like, you could just imagine that's how these fuckers were acting. Yeah. They played the uh, father trying to get Kristen. We're doing everything we can to get you... They played they that played for her? that for her before they killed her. Oh, my God. That's so sad. It's so stupid, you know. It's <sighs> Because if this isn't enough, on the videos that they saw after they killed Tammy, Carla will dress up as with their little sister's outfit. The dead little sister's mm -hmm. outfits. And they will have sex in the little sister's room. And they will film themselves. He and Carla. Yeah. And he will tell her, oh... Oh, she was. Oh, how was she dying? And then she was like, oh, oh, oh like, <gasps> like doing mimicking what she was doing. So you will think, how is it that these guys raping everybody all over the place, killing, and nobody has done anything? May 4, nineteen eighty-seven, raped a twenty-one-year-old Scarborough woman in front of her parents' house after he followed her home. Mm -hmm. In May 14, 1987, right, a 19-year-old woman in the backyard of her parents' house, July 1987, attempted to rape a young woman, but she fought back and she managed to kick him, mm -hmm. right? God bless her heart. Jesus Christ. September 29, 1987, he attempted to rape a 15-year-old girl. She broke into the house and enter into her room. He had her restrain, cover her mouth, but the mother was in the house and he, she heard the uh, the rumbling, mm -hmm. what was happening, and she started screaming and he jumped off and left. Mm. You can make all these claims, but in the heat of the moment, you're not gonna say, let me see your face, let me see how, like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You just want to have your kid out of this situation. December 16, 1987, he raped a 15-year-old girl. After this incident was when the Metropolitan Toronto Police issued a warning to women around Scarborough. There is a fucking video of the police. Like, oh, we encourage you not to be around. Like, why don't you say, I'm going to bring more police to protect the woman? Like, why are these motherfuckers like this? Like, protect yourself from being raped. Wear a condom. You know, like, what the fuck? Why they didn't say, we're gonna, we're gonna put more policemen everywhere, in every fucking corner. The solution is, women of the world, stay at your house. December 23rd, he raped a 17-year-old girl with a knife. After this incident, they gave him a name of the Scarborough Rapist. Mm -hmm. But you see, he took a break. He met Carla in October. Before he met her, he raped a 15-year-old, and then he took a break, and then started raping again in December. April 18, 1988, he attacked a 17-year-old. May 25, 1988, a policeman, but he didn't have his uniform, saw him hunting mm -hmm. by a bus shelter right around the time school finishes. So is that how he got caught? 
No. He made a report. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. But it was only to May 29, 1990 that they managed to put together a sketch of Paul Bernardo. When the police published the sketch of Paul Bernardo, ex-girlfriends, his own friends, they said, this guy looked so much to this guy. They called and they said, this guy looked so much mm-hmm. like Paul Bernardo. Mm-hmm. He was taken into custody. He will have an alibi for everything. Everything. Third or fourth time him being taken into the into the police station because he would have come. Mm-hmm. Like he would have been called. They took a DNA sample. He mm-hmm. gave it. Like he was like, sure. Mm-hmm. Here, like, sock that I look at this guy. Like May 30th, 1988. He raped an 18-year-old woman in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. In October 4th, 1988, he attempted to rape another victim. Chief fought him, but he managed to stab her twice. But he didn't rape or kill her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. November 16th, 1988, he raped another 18-year-old woman in the parents' backyard. November 17, 1988, the police finally said, Oh, let's team up and form a task force. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Just to take this motherfucker down. I wonder how he got caught. It was the stupidest thing. He beat up Carla so much, so fucking them much that she went to work and she claimed to have fallen. But her co-workers said, like, no, nah, she doesn't look like she had fallen. Like she had like black eyes. I'm not telling you like. Oh, look, uh-uh. mm-hmm. this is bruise. Mm-hmm. He beat her up with a light, Flash the light. flashlight. Mm-hmm. It was so bad that she ended up in the hospital. When she got into the hospital and they found out that she was his wife, this task force went in to interview her. Carla is so fucking had, smart. He had been getting pulled in like different times to be questioned. Yes, but That's they true. cannot, they don't have anything. So they're thinking this is a chance to maybe get her to say something because and he beat up. She, this is where she chimes the most. When the police question her, she focused only and only on her husband abusing her that's that's the whole focus and they were trying to get information out of her police finished the questioning the first questioning to carla carla goes home with family members and out of the sudden she starts crying at the family member's house and she says yeah this man confessed that he is the scarborough rapist she confessed about tammy her little sister what the family does Call a lawyer. She says, okay, I'm ready to talk. She wants a deal first. She wants a deal. Uh-huh. Lawyer goes to the to the task force people and they said, okay, I got a person that has hardcore evidence that this guy is the Scarborough rapist. They only say what she confessed to the lawyer. So basically, oh, this guy pushed me to do these things and we end up killing my sister. Right, right. None of the like her she picture. participated, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Before they seen any hardcore evidence, and by hardcore evidence, I mean all these videos that they took over the years, they gave her a fucking deal. She wanted to be um, exempt for all of them charges. Mm -hmm. Prosecution came and said, you cannot be exempt of all the charges. Now, I can exempt you from 
first degree murder to second degree murder to take you off of the life mm-hmm. sentence. She goes back and said, no, because you can still give me 45 fucking years because, you know, she's still young. She, she played it out very good. Like, it's either release me soon or you take the risk of having this guy continue to rape these women. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, we're going to give you maximum of 12 years. She takes the plea deal. She walked this policeman into the house to show them the evidence of what happened and why not. Because she's like, where the hell is my furniture? What did this man do? Like, she's like so focused on the, oh, I want to take this book, this book. My sister loved this book. Finally, do you remember when they took the DNA samples Mm -hmm. off of him? They sent it for testing. And finally, these people came around to testing his sample. And they were able to match it exactly to Paul's DNA. Mm -hmm. And this is happening right when Paul is beat up this woman and and she's she's taking the the plea deal. Now, she was smart because she didn't show any of the videos until until she got caught. Yeah, Yeah, but you know what? I, I find it surprising that that deal didn't have a clause in it that said, you know, if you are not you know a part of this like if you're not responsible then you can get this deal but if we find out in come you know figuring this out that you were a part of it then the deal is off the table this is this is why i think she was so smart because i think she played it like well it's either you just let me go or these guys gonna continue to fuck these women's yeah but they had the dna so they could have totally taken them both down but maybe at the time they didn't know they had the DNA. Maybe. Maybe they like they they were waiting to hear. They have the options. Either we take this deal, we don't give this girl this deal. That DNA can come back yeah. inconclusive or something. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and take the DNA. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it maybe it was a weird point. Anyway, yeah. So mm-hmm. they caught Paul on DNA and she has now taken the deal. Listen mm-hmm. to this, because this is another fuckery. The lawyer gets a hand into the videos. Mm-hmm. The lawyer now was facing when they were holding evidence. Yeah, yeah. So he had to go into the Supreme Court or whatever shed to say, hey, I have these videos, you know. The Supreme Court said, you cannot show these videos on trial to anybody. Only the juror was allowed to see the the video. The jury was allowed to see the videos, but the audio was played for everybody on the trial okay everybody thinks oh paul 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 i think that she's the fucking the fucking mastermind of the shit yeah. i'm not i'm not no, excusing I don't think she's the mastermind i just don't think but that she's, she's like, as she's innocent the she most fucked the, up i don't think she's innocent when she they try to get uh, get her off of the plea deal mm-hmm. they they bring psychologists in to show that she was to prove abused. that she was a danger to society oh for her to not get the deal mm-hmm. right, right, right. when they did this the test out of 40 of psychopathy she scored five out of 40 paul scored 35 out of 40 they went on trial paul got life she got only 12 years mm-hmm. During these 12 years, she study in prison, she learn a new language, and she moved into Quebec. And she's now living there. She's out and about. And in, after just after two years of her release, mm-hmm. she had a baby. Mary, 
living her life. She was supposed to not be allowed to change her name. She was supposed to say where she was living at all times. She was supposed to report everything that she was doing. And then she appealed that that's not compliant to human rights. She won! Motherfucking cunt! She won! And where's 30, Bob? he's at uh, uh, Kingston... Oh, uh, that's not far. That's three hours. <laughs> <laughs> take a little drive. That's three there. hours. That's three hours. But yeah, that's my Paul Bernardo case. I apologize for being all over the place. Uh, I tried to do my best. I, I was able to follow. You kind of lost me when you went back to talk about the rapes, which so you, you I got it now after the fact, which is that you focused on the ones that were rapes and murders, because those were the more prolific cases. Yes. But he had these other 19 or so rape mm -hmm. incidents that were happening in Scarborough mm -hmm. that spanned the the whole of his criminal career. So the rapes in Scarborough were from before he met Carla till after he mm -hmm. was with Carla, mm -hmm. whereas the murders were happening whilst he was with Carla only. Yeah. So that we know of. So now I understand the format of your your story. Thank you. And Carla was released on July 4th, 2005. Well, she's been out for a fat minute. She has been. This okay. is a heavy case. Well, you're lucky I'm sorry, my cases are coming in to, to save the day. It's horrible, horrible. Although, you know, my first case is actually not that, um, not that Chanel, nice. no, do your clueless. What the fuck? I this is too heavy. 30, clueless. 30, that's a matter. Let me tell my damn story. Oh, you mean. Okay? This, <laughs> this so is so I, I, I knew you were doing Paul. I just forgot how fucked up the Paul case was. So these cases, it's more interesting than it is upsetting. I'll tell you that. Okay. So these are Canadian crimes. Okay. Like I said, it's two crimes. One is a clueless, one <laughs> is not. So the first one is called the friend zone. The friend zone. So it was Labor Day 2007 when guests at the Delta Chelsea in the heart of downtown Toronto heard screaming and sounds of pain. Yes, at a Delta, which is a hotel, <laughs> right? The police were immediately called to the scene but <laughs> stumbled across something super confusing. Like the scene just had them like, what the fuck is this? They found not one, not two, but three bodies on the 19th floor. Who the hell was responsible for this massacre? Okay. So the first victim was located fairly quickly. He was a naked man on the floor by the elevator. He was bleeding to death. He didn't die yet when they were found. found um, when he was found. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily by him, but by any emergency service. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the EHS came first or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't dead at that time. Following his bloody fingerprints, though, they were able to follow it all the way to room 1908 because he smeared blood with his fingerprints all the way to room 1908. And in that room, they found a male and female, both deceased. <gasps> you scare me. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there were a couple and then this is you the please pay attention? This <laughs> oh, shit out of me. <laughs> Anyway, they found <laughs> they found <laughs> what the fuck? They found a male and a female deceased in what two officers look like a scene from a horror movie. Furthermore, the naked victim, the first victim, mm -hmm. was pronounced dead at the hospital. 
So okay. they officially, at this point, now that they've discovered the other bodies, they have three potential homicides on their hands. Okay. Police quickly identified the three dead people as two Swiss nationals, Nadja Wersch, she's 24, and Andre Ashwanden. Mm. who was 35. They were also there along with German-born Thomas Kaufmann, who was also 35. And he also lived in Switzerland. They were part of a group, like a tour, that was touring Canada, mm -hmm. but the tour catered to people with hearing impediments or impairments. So I'm not sure who of the group was hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. They did not go on to say, mm -hmm. but they were part of that tour. And maybe they were the ones running the tour. What the <laughs> fuck you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hear Chanel. They didn't hear because the killer. They didn't hear the killer. You're such a prick, Susanna. This is it. You talked about the blind. No. You talked about the dyslexic. <laughs> now you're talking about the deaf. Because you're the bitch. Just they didn't hear to they, they, <laughs> they didn't hear to say. I'm not drinking. I am not drinking. <laughs> He's such an asshole. He's such an asshole. I don't want you to do this thing. I am just telling a story and you're just such a consistent pick. <laughs> shit. Because you said he didn't hear to say. Are you ready now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I didn't even think that that would be the funny part of the story. Who would want to kill these people and why? Toronto police were concerned they had a tourist killer on the loose. So they set out to detain and question everyone in all 1,590 rooms. So any potential suspects can get away. You can imagine you staying at the downtown. <laughs> let me go. <laughs> no, let me go, bitch. You let's say you're going downtown. You're just staying. You're on vacation. Mm. You're minding your business. Knock, knock, knock. Two, three o'clock in the morning. Police. And it's the police. And you're like, okay. Like, we detained everybody in the hotel. We weren't outside. We were asleep. You know? We need to know where you were. Here. <laughs> like, sleeping. Where you just found me. <laughs> like, you can imagine. And then your whole vacation. The hotel must have comped everybody at the hotel for that. You must have, you, because you can't stay at a hotel and have somebody have murders. I and was just when you started the when you started saying something, I said, "Well, screaming at a hotel. Like you go to a hotel, you get extra excited." No, it's you not know? that. This so is I like, thought it I was like a pain. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm happy. <laughs> anyway, the man at the elevator, the man at the elevator who was found bleeding to death, was identified as the German. Uh -huh. He was the tourist, Thomas. And the couple in the room was Nadja and Andre. And it was evident to them straight off the bat that Thomas must have come from the same room because he was naked. He had to come from somewhere. And one of the police reports made that night was about a man who was running down the halls naked. Right? Mm. So when they got all these calls, like they're hearing screams, they're hearing pain, there's a man running on the Like, it was one of the things that the he people naked, said. Uh -huh. So they're like, okay, he had to have come from in here because we follow his bloody prints from in here. They could tell that Thomas tried to call for the elevator. They could tell. Mm. Seeing his fingerprints with the blood smears all down the hallway from the room to the elevator. Mm -hmm. And then when they looked at the actual elevator, more smears were found around the elevator button, telling the detectives he was trying to get away, but he never actually got a chance to press the button. In terms of evidence, the room was a bit harder to read. 
as all the blood was on one side of the room only. Mostly concentrated in the bathroom. I know you're confused, I'm telling you. This was fascinating. So weird. It is. So perhaps whoever did this tried to clean up, you know, because like they took blood, they, they had blood in the bathroom. If you thought that was weird, because I put that here, the positions of the body was even weirder because the female victim, Nadja, still had a knife in her body and her body was laying right inside the door. Mm-hmm. She was wearing a nightgown and she was covered in blood. Whilst the male victim, Andre, had no blood on him at all. And he was lying back with glasses on and a book on his chest like he just took a nap in the midst of chaos. The scene turned out to be the biggest witness and snitch of the case. Like the actual scene. Because it had nobody who could help them figure out what the fuck happened here. Okay. But the scene told them what happened. Okay. Upon closer inspection of the giant Swiss army knife that was still lodged in Naja's chest, mm-hmm. revealed it was engraved. Ay, coño. Engraved Pepe. with Andre's name on it. Andre's Andre the one the in the bed. German. No. Andre's the one in the <gasps> no. bed. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm... Uh. But okay. why would Andre even do this? <laughs> well, he was reading his book. Listen. Okay. It seems Andre's anger had been simmering for some time. He and Nadja had been friends for a long time back in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And Andre... Want to get him the pen. That's right. But unbeknownst to him, he was firmly wedged in the friend zone with no chance of escape. He thought Naja and him would graduate to a new level of their friendship leading to possibly more when they booked a trip to Canada together. However, his hopes were dashed when Naja decided to invite her new boyfriend Thomas to join them along on the trip. Not only that, but Thomas would be staying with them in the same room. So Andre went from being on a potential vacation to being a third wheel. A third wheel, sorry. <laughs> right? In Toronto. <laughs> they found a letter that Andre wrote to his mother saying that although everyone was having a good time, he couldn't take being in the same room with Naja and her new boyfriend. Well, lover. From this, the police theorized, I don't know how they got here, but that at some point around 3 a.m., just based upon when everybody died, Andrea woke to the possible sounds and or sight of Naja and Thomas having, having sex. Coñuela, man. You can only speculate. Fuck, go to the fucking room, the bathroom. They are the in the room, but they share but one the room. But the bathroom, fuck. But this, oh, this then led Andrea to ah. fly into a rage and he began frantically stabbing them both. Which I put a note here. This also explains why Thomas was nude when he was found. If the three of them were sharing a room. Because I was like, this is so confusing. It is. I was like, this one is dressed. She in a nighty. He naked. And they're all dead. Everybody's dead. So and so who killed this other guy? I'm getting to it. Andrew, Andrew was so worked up about Naja and her perceived betrayal. It was confirmed by the coroner that he even continued stabbing her after she was dead. With the story pulling together... And barely any signs of blood on him, that's on Andre, mm. police were tasked with dem- determining how Andre himself died. Because, they ca- okay, he killed Naja, knife is still in her body. He killed Thomas because he stabbed him up too because the two of them were having sex or doing whatever. Or perhaps they were just sleeping. This is a speculation here. Uh, naked? Uh, naked butt? Uh, mm, <laughs> just say. But he, we know they ki- he killed him. Perhaps, or somebody used his knife and killed them, but it's more likely he killed them. They're like, who killed you? Who killed you, Andre? Well, 
the kick was it seemed that Andre didn't mean to die. <laughs> it wasn't his intention. He choked. No. He had two victims under his belt, one obviously dead and the other running for help. So Andre knew the police were on their way. Mm. So he did what he thought in that moment was the only thing he could do. He attempted to stab himself. But what Andre soon realized is that it is near impossible for someone to stab themselves like that. People commit suicide in many different ways, but almost never by stabbing themselves because it's not quick. They have to actively push it. Oh. You understand? So somebody would more likely jump off a building, shoot themselves. We're not Cut given ideas. Yeah, exactly, because these are all quick, painless things. But to stab yourself, it's like almost impossible. That's what all the articles said. Mm-hmm. So what Andre ended up doing was cutting himself in the chest with 30 to 40 small hesitation wounds is what they call them. Like mm-hmm. when people try to stab themselves, but they can't because okay. they can't go through with it because the pain takes over and they back out. So he's there trying to kill himself and he's not able to. And it's likely when he realized he couldn't go through with it that he penned the letter to his mother because he knew he was going to go to jail. Yeah. So he put on his glasses and pulled out his book and he's there waiting for the police to come. because I, remember, he bleed out. He did. So Chanel. Thomas, yeah, so Thomas goes, he's thinking police are going to come. Yeah, he accepted his But what his Andre didn't know was that, and he couldn't feel, was that one, just one of his hesitation wounds was deep enough to nick his heart and he was bleeding out to his death. Mm-hmm. The police believe that Andre never even realized he was dying as he eventually slipped away. And this is actually a case of double homicide and one suicide. Wow. Is that what? That's <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. I thought so. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. And it doesn't have a lot of articles about it because the articles monopolized by CP24 because the guy who was the detective mm-hmm. is now an analyst for CP24. So it's like almost like the whole story is like all, all the articles I found was CP24. CP24, yeah. So the articles only reads from like one vantage point, but I did find it was interesting that they stumbled upon this scene in Toronto. So it is a Canadian crime because it happened here, but it wasn't committed by Canadians. This one, however, is a Canadian true and true case. This is my clueless <laughs> criminal. I'm very excited because I think you're going to love it. <laughs> it's called The Getaway. The Getaway, okay. 25-year-old Felicity Ray Lafreniere. I don't speak the French, okay? But I think it's <laughs> I Lafreniere. the English. Needed some stuff. She needs some things. She, okay. And on March 13th, 2016, she set out to get some stuff. Okay. What exactly she needed and what for? Money. A house. It isn't known to anyone. <laughs> but on this day, she decided to break into a home on Christopher Road in the Meworth community in British Columbia. Okay. So she said she's going to break into a house and get the things she needs. Hmm. While she was air there. Fire. Maybe. <laughs> while she was there. Now it's 2016. The air fryer didn't make uh. it. Air really made it out into this in the pandemic mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody's like I need a <laughs> yeah so maybe it was like a crap pot. anyway while she was there helping herself to her new goodies Felicity didn't expect the owner of the home to walk in and catch her red handed so she did the only thing she could do as the homeowner called the Prince George RCMP to come rescue her Felicity jumped in her pickup truck tried to flee 
in her departure, she almost hit the homeowner with the truck. <laughs> and she actually sideswiped the homeowner's vehicle with her truck. Realizing she was now in a wanted vehicle, Felicity needed to ditch it ASAP. A RCMP service dog, and I'm just going to stop here to say RCMP is Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and they're basically like our feds. So the uh, RCMP service dog and team were brought in to track her down. Okay. After finding the abandoned truck, because remember, she ditched the truck. She, uh-huh. she ditched the fucking truck. Okay. The sharp noses of the dog led them to her getaway vessel. You see, after abandoning the car, Felicity got on what she believed to be the next best mode of transport, an ice flow, which is basically a giant sheet of ice. And this is what she's trying to escape Probably moving at a speed of minus 10 kilometers per hour. For whatever reason, Felicity thought she could outrun the police on her ice chariot. And to her surprise, the police were gaining on her. Likely one hop at a time. Just jumping off from one ice flow to the other ice flow to the other. Till they got to her. I- ice flow. Like, yeah, like a sheet like, of ice. Like, like in the, like in the. She's the, on a sheet of ice. Like she, she got on she, some ice, and she's trying to float away at a speed. But Chanel, <laughs> she is on a sheet of ice, and she's trying to float away. But at just, a, I they understand. can see her. Everybody can see her. She's on. Chanel, yes, ice. ice moving. Ice, yeah. Is she controlling pedals? She has nothing. <laughs> she is. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Listen. I was like, what? that's not the best part of the story. I swear. Mm-hmm. Hit with the reality that she was about to be arrested. <laughs> Our genius criminal brilliantly decided to then just set the evidence on fire. <laughs> Bitch, you're in the white <laughs> on ice. <laughs> <laughs> She tried to set the evidence and stuff. She's still. What as did well you like, What did she steal? I don't know, but she's on ice and she started a fire. She did? She Fuck. Did. She started a fire on the ice floor, which is now melting, obviously, because this is her getaway vehicle. And she was using to float away. <laughs> Needless to say, a brave policeman stepped on her getaway ice. And placed her under arrest. It wasn't hard to out the fire either because <laughs> there's water, water all over the place. Yeah, there's water everywhere. <laughs> With the help of local boaters. Do you have a picture, Chanel? I don't. <laughs> I don't have a picture. With the help of local boaters, she and her arresting officer were brought in where Felicity faced charges, including breaking and entering, dangerous operation of a motor vehicle. That's when she was in the truck. Mischief under $5,000. Two counts of possession of property obtained by a crime under $5,000. $1,000 and resisting arrest because on the ice floor she tried oh. to put up her. <laughs> you don't find the RCMP. <laughs> so she's fighting the RCMP. She set her ice on fire. It was a shit show. The whole thing was a shit show. She <laughs> um, what the fuck? After all of these charges, they then determined that she also stole the pickup from another house <laughs> earlier that day. So like I said, mm. she needed some stuff. <laughs> and that was the clueless Canadian girl. My goodness. Well, it's a Canadian for the win. Like, this woman went on ice. <laughs> like, ice. Yeah. She ditched the truck that she stole. And 
jumped on an ice floe and device. <laughs> then when the police were was catching so up, close. the police were catching up because she there's nowhere to go. You're on ice. You have no you have no paddle. We're seeing you. <laughs> we can get you. <laughs> she decides the solution is a fire. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the water. Now, to be fair, people who ice fish can tell you if the ice is thick enough, you could probably have like some kind of heat going, and it's not gonna melt the ice. Not like, you know they do the, they do like the um, the enclosures mm-hmm. and they sit in it with the heat and then they they fish the ice fish. But don't tell me you set an all out fire. On a piece of ice, and you thought you were just what, gonna get away. You're gonna die, bitch. They say, <laughs> but die. they were so close. She was so close. The, yeah, the dog. dog. Yeah. The dog was like, she I was, can see you, she bitch. She was two miles from the truck. <laughs> 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 it didn't go too far. It's so true. this was the bribe of winter then. Yeah, because it's BC. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's I don't know where. In, I don't know where in BC it is. But uh, like where, like on the map itself, like it might be North BC, so it might be colder than somewhere else. But the point is, is that she tried to get away on a piece of fucking ice, <laughs> and she didn't make it. <laughs> she didn't. Make it. And literally, the police just kind of step on her ice and took her in. <laughs> Come on in, bitch. And so, what do you think you of think? these, the two cases? They're good. <laughs> They're good. Fucking ice skate. You should have called it that. No, it would have given it away. Ice skate. I didn't want to give it away. I wanted you to not know that she was going to jump on some ice and try to escape. Uh, the same land that birded Paul Bernardo birded this woman. That's, that's absolutely true. And like I said, when I went to search for Canadian, so like American clueless criminals are all like, what the fuck, right? But the Canadian ones all end with an apology. <laughs> or like some sort of nice gesture. Uh, there's nothing uh, nice about No, I'm shit. just telling you like the, the random odd cases uh-huh. because we're not like people we don't really throw everybody in jail for every little thing here, right? What people normally end up with is like community service and and da 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 da. Like when people do these random nuisance crimes, they get put on probation and they mm. apologize to the court and the people and da da da. In the States, people get wild. You know, it gets really, really crazy. So the cases are more interesting. And here it's just more like, oh, this guy did this, but we forgave him. Let's move on. You know, that's how most of the articles read. Except for that one that I told you about earlier where the guy um, panicked when the guy had him as a friend on Facebook and then he confessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he confessed. But yeah, that was my little tension-breaking case. Yes. Uh, need it and appreciate it. Yes, because I figured I was like, you know what she's gonna do, Paul. I'm not you could have called a paddleboard. Pad- paddleboard. She didn't have a paddleboard. I know. I should have named it up a creek with no paddle. Because <laughs> she she was. <laughs> I mean, she. I don't know if she tried to use one of her stolen or pilfered items to to roll the ice. But I don't know what she had. I don't know what she had. Uh, she had to pay a bunch of fines, I think. Um, yeah, but I couldn't find anything concrete. Like, different sites are different things. But I think she had to pay, like, $100 here, and she had to do 100 hours, something, <laughs> and whatever. She had to pay her dues. This woman is resourceful. She's <laughs> yeah. being chased. She used an ice piece to skate. On top of that, she managed to put... to start the fire she did she could probably be one of those wilderness people Mm -hmm. let's wrap up that's 
Happy Canada Day, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, don't lock up your daughters. I'm Beat them up at, ho at home. <laughs> Beat them up at home. I'm just saying, like, like you said, they just your ass is here. Don't lock out your daughters. This, this is what I always say. I just, I just, um, you know, I just, I want people to understand that this is our Canada Day episode. We love Canada, but as you yeah, can see, but Canada it's supposed has some to be, shit. We are twisted. We happy Canada Day. <laughs> I did say, I did say, Happy Canada Day. <laughs> This is a twisted way to celebrate I, the new I, Canadian. <laughs> I definitely celebrated Canada the right way, talking about the lady on the ice. That is right. Our ice princess, Elsa. Ice, Canadian Elsa. Canadian Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian, or Canadian Elsa. All right, take us away. We know nothing. So please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. See you next week. Happy Canada Day. Oh shit, I, I threw this you thing. Kept, well, you kept I keep playing. myself. You kept playing with this. Always